Here at Text Talks, we constantly strive to spotlight authentic music trailblazers, which is why we're excited to have Text Talks styled by Ray-Ban this summer, helping us in our pursuit of featuring artists who are not afraid to be their authentic selves. You've got the look. Now come and have some fun with us in the sun. Together, Text Talks and Ray-Ban are saying, if you've got a challenge for us, no matter what it is, you are on. You can't predict the light, but with Text Talks and Ray-Ban, you are always ready to capture it by living each day in the moment. You are on. Define your style at superbulous.com. Welcome to Tex Talks. I am Tex, and today I am talking to a rapper who has risen sharply amongst her contemporaries to become one of the most exciting and sought-after artists in South Africa right now. As one of the 100 most influential people in South Africa's urban culture list curated by The Plug magazine, she's collaborated with everyone from Ricky Rick and Younger Chief to Boiti and Shoma Josie and graced the stages of this country's biggest and hottest events. And her future is looking very bright, to say the very least. I am, of course, talking about D Koala. D, welcome to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Exciting. I'm good. I'm good. That was a fab introduction. One of my first fab introduction like that. Uh, I've gotten a lot, but that one was actually everything I've ever done. Close to. I mean, listen, we like that's what we like to do here. We like to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. And also, I only speak the truth. Great. Right? Perfect. <laughs> but I'm listen. not so good with liars. Oh, my God. No, I would never. I would never. But listen. Yeah. 2020 was a bitch of a year. True. Let's just, let's True. just lay it down. True. But, I mean, it was basically a year of, like, leveling up for you because... You walked away with an SA Hip Hop Award yeah. for your debut album. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but first, tell me what your experience has been like with our continued lockdown in South Africa. Yeah, as you said, last year was a bitch of a year. Uh, could use more explanatory words. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, it was really tough year. Man, it kind of challenged me in a lot of ways of being strong and wanting to continue with my choice of career and figuring out how to deal with personal life and the career life, public eye, and when to close your door and just be with yourself mm -hmm. and your emotions. Very important. Um, I lost a lot of people last year and it's kind of tough because it was like mother figures. So it's hard to kind of just get up and go on when you've lost the mom, my grandma, aunt, and so forth. Um, when you lose people like that in your life, which as a girl, firstly, and you lose all mother figures in your life that you could ever have, um, and they pass away month after month. And because the first month you lose your mama and you're like, okay, this is happening. Okay, I'm going to be strong and I'm going to go on. And then boom, the next month it's her sister. And then you try again to get back up, then boom, it's your grandmother. It's It was that for like five months, because it was five mother figures a month after each other. And with that being said, 
I had to kind of, I couldn't jump back into studio because I thought that music will heal me and I will just jump in and just fall into place with everything and everything was going to be fine. But then I was like trying, I, I was forcing going to studio when I get there, I would be miserable. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't know what to record and I wouldn't know where to start with storytelling a song that I want to do. Or like I'd start a song and then midway I can't finish it Mm. because I don't know how it ends because I haven't fully understood the situation that I'm in. So, yeah, last year with lockdown and everything was challenging in my in family. It was challenging in career. It was challenging in personal relationships I think for everyone, it was just a challenge of how you're going to move on after this. And it's hard to move on after something that keeps coming back because right now we're in another lockdown. Mm. And you thought by now everything would have been... Thought this would be over. You know, we masks off, we would be good. But now we're still like harshly stuck in a hard place. But I think I've grown to understand my situation or fully... But I found a coping mechanism into understanding where I am and that I don't need to be pressured by other people in my career that are doing wonders. I don't need to be pressured by that and feel like I'm not doing anything. I just need to pat myself on the back and say, yo, you've done so much. You should allow yourself to rest and breathe. Mm -hmm. You should allow yourself to watch movies the whole day and just sulk if you want to or just kind of chill with your family and appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's been a tough year last year, but this year I've kind of just managed to look forward into growing bigger and better and understanding my emotions and putting that in towards just being a better person within music and without. It sounds like you've had a pretty rough yeah. year and a half, yeah. but sitting in front of me right uh-huh. now, obviously with... COVID, COVID uh, uh, precautions in place. You are yeah. sitting a meter and a bit away from me. True. Just in case anyone's <laughs> listening, they're like, yo, what's going on in the yeah, studio? Yeah, yeah. We are being safe. We are. You look very calm, very composed, very confident. Uh, if you hadn't told me that, I would never have said that you are somebody who has gone through so much. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in a good space now? Or do you feel like you're taking it a day at a time? I don't lie. Right now, as in like right now, I feel like I'm in a good space. Mm -hmm. But I'm also taking it a day at a time. I understand that I will get that one day where I overthink almost everything. And then I have that anxiety. And then I start doubting a lot of things. Or like I feel like shit. Or I feel like, you know what? I just don't want to do anything. Like, I just don't want to do anything. I just want to stay in one place. Or sometimes I feel like I just want to get money for not doing anything. But then I realize this is reality, girl, please. That can never happen. It's either you want to get married to a rich man or you want to work hard. We've all had that dream. You know, right? We've all had that dream. Right, not that a person that marriage, marries or like a rich man doesn't work hard. I mean, that's hard work. Yeah, that's, but a, that's another kind of hard work. It's another kind of hard work, but like... I genuinely feel like I could just lay on my back and be happy and just get money and be fine. (laughs) I really wish it was like that. But hey, I have to work hard and sometimes I like working hard. I like being busy because it just just my mind away from things like taking a jog, you know. So, yeah, being busy sometimes just like 
It keeps me going. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy that I'm doing something. Damn, I'm tired. I was busy the whole day. That sounds really productive for me. It sounds like I did something. And then, with that being said, I am taking it a step at a time. I am understanding my emotions. I'm not rushing life. I understand that I'm 23 years old. Sometimes that can give me anxiety. Sometimes that can make me feel young. And sometimes that can make me feel like, Huh, I'm supposed to be like this right now. I'm supposed to have this now. But mm. then someone's like, this is going to happen at its own time. Understand it. Just work hard and everything will be fine. 23 years old. Yes. And you've achieved everything that you have <laughs> in 20. I mean, no, not even. Maybe like, yeah, maybe. let's say what now? We're talking about like maybe two years now? Five. Five uh, okay. Yeah, because I started, I started making music 20. I started officially recording in 2016. Okay. And then... Yeah, because I'm comparing it to my personal relationship with my boyfriend. We've been together for five years now. So it's, it's equivalent to my music career. Because I started that the same time I started being with him. What's his name? Andile. Shout out, Andile. Shout out, baby. <laughs> so I started that, um, yeah, uh, 2016. And then I told myself if, it, if I don't make it within three years, and making it is being a household name. If that doesn't happen in three years... I'm out. I'm gonna go find a nine to five, or I don't know, go back to school, go study something at university or something. Mm. You know, because I am a smart person, but I just appreciate like music better than books. You know. Yeah, yeah. My book is a notepad that I can write my rhymes on. That's my kind of book. Mm -hmm. um, it's a book about life. It's mm -hmm. books about love sometimes. It's books about having strength. Books about willpower and books about being wise even when you're not. You know, like stupidity. Or I even like books that help me fantasize because sometimes I live in my world a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'd like, sometimes it, it messes up a lot of my personal life sometimes because I, I fantasize to a point where it becomes my reality. Okay. And I think that everyone is in my head as well understand I love this like I, I genuinely feel like it might sound a bit conceited but things in my head kind of low-key run around me but also I have such a big heart that sometimes I can put myself aside for other people to be happy I've done that a lot but I've known how to balance it I know what's important what to prioritize and what it takes a lot to get to know yourself which I think I st I'm still doing mm-hmm I think I'm a complicated human being, but who isn't? Mm -hmm. But I love myself nonetheless. And in doing this for five years, I want to say that I'm really super proud of myself and people that have like, has had my back, my family, friends, loved ones, and everyone has had my back throughout this time. People who get to interview me like you, mm. I feel like I'm doing... if. If you're so happy to meet me, you have no idea how I'm so happy to meet you. Because such a cutie. I'm, I'm, I'm coming from Kailisha all the way to here to talk, for you to hear me talk about myself and my life. And for me, that's something that I never thought would happen. It's been in my fantasies a lot, but it's one of the ticked off things on my checklist that I'm really proud of. So talk to me about Odwa Situm, Situma Perfect. growing up in Kailisha, right? right? What are some of your earliest memories with interacting <clears throat> with music? I remember when my sister used to 
play a lot of Eminem. Kanye West. <laughs> and um, we used to watch 8 Mile repeatedly. That was the film. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That battle was the scene. Even though in some scenes I had to kind of make a window with my eyes. But <laughs> AKA the sex scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, used yeah. to peek through, I don't lie. <laughs> but like, it, it, it just made me feel like you're not different. You're different, but everyone's come up is not so different. Not everyone, but like... It, the relation to the come up in the music industry always starts in a rock and a hard place. Mm. And then you become this amazing person when you're older. It, like, you've achieved so much and you look at it like, it feels like a couple of days ago I was in my room just mimicking other people making music and memorizing their lyrics. And now I have my own and they're doing that to my music. Mm. So it started there. To a point where I shifted off from music, from American music to Spaza rap, music that was in the hood, different hoods, gooks, culture, langa, all over the place. And I looked up to those people and I was like, I really hope they make it out of, out of the hood. Some, some haven't, some never did. A few did. But I wanted to make it out of the hood, but, but, but for them to still trust me to have the hood on my back. Because one thing I always wanted to make sure is I if ever anything happens and I blow up, I made sure and I made a promise to myself that I'm not gonna move to Joburg. Secondly I love that. I don't wanna move there. Secondly, I wanted to I wanted my I wanted my hood to have my back before I could ask anyone else to have my back outside my hood. Mm-hmm. So that they trust me enough to do this thing and kill it forever. Whether or not by 50 I'm not rapping anymore, but they still know me that, yo, you still do crazy things. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not rapping, I still want to be a person that's in connect with music in any kind of sort of way. And I feel like music shouldn't stop at any age, even so. I feel like even old people have probably probably things to rap about. Mm. But it just looks odd and it's not normal for an old person to be rapping. Yeah, I know. Like, you get me? It's kind of this sort of unwritten rule that all rappers have a sell-by date. You know, yeah. like once you hit like 40, you know, exactly. or, that's it. That's it. You got you to gotta start a clothing line or something. Or, you know, or like <laughs> open up a studio yeah. for the youth, you know, things like that. And I feel like I want to achieve all those things before the age that it's expected for me to achieve. Mm. There's so much I want to do, but... Coming from a place like Kailija, it keeps on motivating me to don't, to never give up. Sometimes I feel like, you know what, let me just stop with this music thing. It's just gonna it's gonna kill me. Cause it plays a lot with my emotions mm. and my mind and my personality. And in what way? In a way of you know, I'm a real person. I pull up, I pull up like who's right? I told myself that if ever I get supporters and fans and what you call I want them to know me as me. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to know me as the the person that's over the phone on social media or looks perfect all the time, uh, says the perfect things, says the right things, 
um, you know, doesn't smoke on a live video, doesn't drink on a live video. When they drink, they don't, or doesn't do a live video when they drunk. You get me? Got or, you. I want to be that person that, yes, D got drunk on that live video. She was talking a lot of things, but that was her and mm. it was entertaining and that was fine. Because that's her. But now, if I'm always going to portray this perfect person who doesn't smoke a cigarette or doesn't smoke weed or doesn't get drunk or swears or says something stupid sometimes, mm. then whenever anyone catches me doing that, it's going to be a scandal. It's going to be a big deal. It's mm. going to be like, oh, Dikola gets drunk at a club. Oh, my God. Or Dikola smokes weed on a live video. It's not you. People are not used to me doing that. Mm. So when they're not, and then they catch me doing it, I have to start hiding. I have to not be myself anymore. I have to always be like, no, 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 put the camera away. I'm smoking a cigarette. No, 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 do, you know? I don't want to live my life like that. Mm. I want to be myself so that I I have no secrets and people can n- not try and find any. You know, there was a video that you did for Jägermeister for the Save the Night campaign when yeah. you were in SAE. Shuffles up, guys. This is your girl, D. Koala, straight out of culture. We're here at SAE with half and half, and you know, courtesy of Jägermeister. And it was one of one of the first videos I watched with you, and you were walking through SAE, and you were talking yeah. about, you know, now you're going to introduce us to BDJ, yeah, 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 who yeah. you work with, and then, you know, you were in studio, and then you were performing. And one of the first comments on that YouTube video is like, I can feel her energy while she's talking through the camera. And like, she's so infectious and she's so like true to who she is. Mm -hmm. And I really get like sitting opposite, you know, I really get that vibe from you. I really get an authentic, like, this is who I am. No bullshit, like Mm -hmm. no pretenses. And I feel like in a world where we're so where social media is so driven by the filters and the fakeness, we need artists like you. We Mm -hmm. need artists like you to separate the wheat from the chaff, like like the bullshit from what's true and what's real, you know? True. Yeah. I feel like, I don't don't know, but I feel like, you know, when you're in, you know, people like to say, this person can't be sad that this scandal came out because she chose this career and she knew this was going to happen. Like, when, like, let's say the scandal comes out or something. something. Oh, she chose to be famous. Like, so. Yeah, she can't be mad about this because she chose this life. It's what happens. I want to choose this life with it being my life. Mm. I don't want to choose life. I don't want to choose. Why am I choosing a life? I'm already loving one. Why am I choosing a life? So I'd, I'd, ra- I'd rather maintain the life that I already have instead of choose one. Like, my career is a part of my life. It's not a life. Mm. Dikawala is a stage name, but it's still Otwa. As much as sometimes I can be so much into Dikawala that I drift away from Otwa, I quickly, like, snap out of it and be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna really ruin things if you're gonna be like this, cause I, like for a small example, I was so much at, at a point in my life last year I was so much into D Koala and I was so into the hype and then everyone loving me and everyone just being all over me like like the way I, like 
let's say when I'm in Joburg, mm-hmm. it's it's there's a rush mm. in Joburg, adrenaline. It's that hustle, though. It's, it's like being a part of the scene. It's fun, and and there's so many people around you, and there's just. You know, you forget about the life that you live that side with the people that you've lived the life with that side in Cape Town or something. And you get there and you become this person that they love and and you want to be cool. And then you start ruining your personal things that side with people that just met you now. Mm. And it got so close to like personal relationships in my life where someone told me that, you're not the person that I met. Mm. You be you become you're starting to become someone that I don't know anymore. Mm. And I'm telling you this because this is a feeling that's starting. I don't want to tell you when I've reached that feeling on a point where I'm done, or I'm done being being part of your life, or I don't want to be your friend anymore because I, I I don't know you like that anymore. You're not this person was that the turning point for you when you were like then I was like this this is not me this is what I've always told myself should never happen Mm. like it's okay to lose people but I don't want to lose people like this Mm. I don't want to lose people because I'm trying to be so cool and please people that that have just met me and trying to please those people and then I forget about people Mm. that have stuck with me from the bottom till here I, I don't mind losing people with a stupid reason but I don't want to lose people because of me mm. changing. So I that's when I, I was like, no, this is this is it's not on. Then I, I the moment I snapped out of it, people in Job started asking me, D, why don't you why don't you say when you're in Joburg anymore? Why don't you come out? Why don't you why don't you pull up to Joburg? Why don't you come this side for like a week or two? And I'm like, yo guys, hey. I'm not that person, you know, because when I'm there, I forget my principles and I, I forget. That's why I don't want to move because mm. I'm very easily influenced. So I do know that. started in high school. I'm very easily influenced. So when I know that if ever I'd be there for like even a month, a lot will change. Mm-hmm. A lot will change. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to move there because... I'm not going to be the same person that I am right now. And it's not even about self-control because I feel like this is self-control. Mm. Me knowing that I'm easily influenced is the biggest self-control I can ever have I can ever have for myself. Because if I lose that, that means I don't have any self-control and I'm just trying to be cool on the other side. Listen, as somebody who just spent two and a half years in Joburg growing a business mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I like the... I, I liked, like, like, I like the hustle of Joburg. I like the fact that yeah. it's fast It's inspiring. A hundred percent. And I feel like the reason that I moved there was because people want to make things happen in yep. Joburg. Always. However, unfortunately, like you say, with the good side comes the bad side True. as well. And I think that if you are mature enough and smart enough to know yourself and know that Joburg is not for you, then Joburg's not for you. You know what I mean? Then, like, now you're in Cape Town, you're at home, and you're carving your own space Mm -hmm. in the mother city, which I also think is very important because in Cape Town, we lose our artists to Johannesburg. They go to Johannesburg in search of the fame, the bright lights. But I think that what you're doing is you're contributing to the mother city culture as well. I think my peace is here. Like, if I know where my peace lies, then I think I'm good. Mm. 
I can't live in Joburg and come and vacay in Cape Town. Mm. <laughs> That's what Joburg people should do. That's fine for them because they li- they've been living there for all of their lives. So it's okay for them to come over and vacay here. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. When I go to Joburg with my own money and my own reason for like a week, I'm going there to connect to work. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to have fun, I'm going to have fun. But... I, trust me, I never. I, I, I'm a person who likes to have fun. I like to rock. I never get tired. I like to drink. I like to party. Let's go. But sometimes when I do that and I'm there for a long time, I don't know my limit, mm. and I don't know when to say, "Okay, D, it's time to go. Just stop mm. now. Nah, this dance here. Mm. I just want to ha- keep going, have fun, keep going, have fun all the time. But when I'm here in jo- in, in Cape Town, I know where my peace is. Like I can rock. But I'll know by, okay, it's time to go home. It's time to chill now. Let's chill. So before we continue with the episode, we would just like to tell you about something that is very close to our hearts over at Text Talks, and that's the people of South Africa. During these unprecedented times, those who are the most vulnerable have had to shoulder an almost impossible burden, the daily struggle to find food. The never-ending lockdowns have made an existing situation worse, with those in need struggling to find a solid meal. Enter SA Harvest. SA Harvest has a mission to help feed the estimated 18 million women, men and children who go to bed hungry each day in a country where an estimated 10 million tons, or 28 billion, yes that's billion with a B, meals of fresh food go to waste each year. And owing to the pandemic, up to 30% of SA households are now deemed food insecure. By partnering with local and national businesses, SA Harvest is using innovative techniques to fulfill this mission. And if you are in a position to donate or volunteer or partner with them, please head on over to saharvest.org and hit that donate button in the top right-hand corner. You can EFT, SnapScan, credit card... And for our U.S. listeners, you can get a tax advantage donation via CAF America. I know we are all experiencing tough times, but if you can help in any way, go to saharvest.org and hit donate. And now back to the episode. Before you released For the Culture, you released an EP with a bunch of songs (laughs) that were entirely in English, right? You know this? When last time I've been interviewed about these songs. I know these things. I know these things. But what I want to talk about is not that EP, uh-huh. but your switch to Vinak, right? which I thought was very interesting. So why uh-huh. did you d- consciously decide to leave the English and to go and rap in Kosa and Vinak? Okay. I used to be surrounded by... My friends used to be... Like, I was surrounded by... A lot of groups, clicks of music, hip hop, but it was boom bap underground. Not highly trap, but a bit of boom bap. Slowly into commercial, eh, a little bit, but it was boys, and then then it was fully English. And Spaza rap was the only, it was OG rap. It was like the oldest people in the hood were doing Spaza rap at that time. So when I was surrounded by my age group that was doing music, it was 
through and through English. Okay. Boom, bam. So when I decided to make music, I was like, okay, let's do it like that. Okay. So I I did that, and it, yeah, it was good. People like were like, yo, you dope and whatever. But I, I, I was like, that's not 100% me. It was, didn't feel like I was, wow, amazing. This is, D, wow, you've done this? I didn't feel like that. Okay. I felt like, okay, that's cool. People like it. Cool. And when the, the way people liked it as well, I was like, it's a mediocre like. It's like, okay, we see what you're doing. Okay, keep keep on doing it. We will we'll see with more of what you do. Then we'll 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 see if we're feeling kind of cool about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I remember, I think twenty six twenty seventeen. I was like, uh-uh. if I'm trying to talk to the kids in my hood, they will not hear me. In English, simply because of just one small funny thing, like when you go to the Somali shop and you're gonna you're going there to go buy like bread and eggs or whatever, and I get there and thinking that obviously you guys hear English, so I'm gonna speak in English, and I'm gonna say, "Can I please have a loaf of bread and some eggs?" Mm-hmm. Then whoever's whoever's standing by the shop with me will start laughing at me. Or they'll start talking about, I told me, why are you speaking English here? Look at this one here. Yeah. You know, it's a joke. It's like, hey, boy, why are you speaking English? What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then even the Somali guy would be like, hey, my friend, what are you saying? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, my friend, give me bread and eggs. You know, I have to be like that. And they're like, oh, okay. Then they go and So I was like, okay. I kind of, I kind of understand. Mm. So I was like, okay, if I want to send messages of either motivation or just of life or just of my life or just to teach someone or some kids about something that I'm going through or we are to go through or what the world's going through, the only way they'll listen to me in the hood is if I speak like how we speak. So when I made a song about... Um, about how you shouldn't do this to a woman, how you shouldn't touch a woman like that, or make a woman feel uncomfortable, or how a woman should protect themselves and whatnot. Mm. And I made sure that I'm gonna make it in in my language, and then and in the total of what we of how we speak in the hood, they're gonna know. Kids are gonna know what to do because kids are the ones that make your music the greatest. Mm. Why? Because they listen and they sing it at home repeatedly. And then they ask, what song are you singing? You're so annoying. Whose song is That's how they get to know your song. That's how they get to know you and how you become a household name. Mm. So when I decided to make music in my language, it was because of my hood. And and that's not only Kailicha Tao. It's, 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 it's lingo from all over hoods in Cape Town. Cooks, Langa, mm. they will understand how I'm talking. Culture Tal is not different than Langa and Cooks because we all cross us. It's just that if a person from Eastern Cape would come over and I talk the way I'm talking, there would be a slight difference of understanding because Kosa in, in Cape Town and Kosa in the Eastern Cape is slightly different. I don't want to say a lot different. Okay. Slightly different because it's, for example, I funny Kosa 
and my way of Tosa mm-hmm. is different. Okay. He has the the book Tosa, the real Tosa, the Tosa from the books, the the ones you teach your kids. And I the have Tosa the, that I learned in school. I have the what the <laughs> I don't want to say gangster, but it's, it is. <laughs> I have the hood one, the you know. So when I decided to do that, it was for people to learn more of how I speak mm-hmm. outside, and also for me not succumbing into rapping in English because I want everyone to hear me. It was me wanting people to find out what I'm saying. Mm. And to be interested in what I'm saying and the message that I'm sending across. And also for kids to start learning about this life that we, they have to still get to learn from a young age through my words. I think that in a very similar way that Youngster CPT talks to the people from his community, mm-hmm. where he grew up, exactly. on the Cape Flats. This is what you're doing, but for people in Kailicha, yeah. in Langa, in Nyanga. And it's very important because it speaks to the direct issues, the mm-hmm. broader issues that are going on in a community where a lot of musicians don't really talk about it. They don't address it, yeah. which is very important. It's super important. But, I mean, since we're talking about For the Culture, right. and I knew that, I told you I was going to mention it, I have to bring up the SA Hip Hop Award. Okay, go ahead. Because, I mean, it's huge, firstly. Yeah, it is. It's a huge achievement. Congratulations. Thank I love you so that much. you know it. I love that you're just reveling in it. You're <laughs> like, yeah, I want it. I know it. I love it. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Um, but I want to know what that kind of validation mm. from your industry peers and also from the people who listen to your music, what does it mean? What does it winning an award like that mean to you? Firstly, it was very, very, it was a very, very stressful, non-sleeping journey to me winning that award. You don't understand. I was camping at my boyfriend's place because I didn't have a laptop at the time. I was camping at my boyfriend's place with his friends. (laughs) <laughs> and we were voting night after night and we weren't sleeping telling my friends guys vote guys get on this now everybody I was <laughs> I don't want to say I was panicking but I knew I deserved that award because I knew it was going to crush me if I didn't get it I was going to be pissed I don't want to lie. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I don't want to lie. I mean, it's okay to to take an L, but I, can I tell you how I much I to take L's. Can I tell you how much I love this answer? And I have to interrupt you <laughs> because everyone's like, "Oh, it's just an honor to be nominated." You know what I mean? I, you must win. If I'm nominated for something, I must win. Bro. Like, anyway, continue. I don't want to lie. When I when I found out I was nominated, I was like, "This is cool." <laughs> now, how am I gonna win? This is cool. I don't lie. I was a bit pompous about that I'm going to win. I like that though. I knew that I'm going to win. But it still had that part that, hey D, don't know. Just in case now you don't, you just chill and be like, I'm going to win. And you're not doing anything. Boom, someone else gets it, you know. Even if it was, okay, I don't lie. Specifically because it was the hip hop awards. It kind of brought so much affirmation to me do it all for the culture man i do it all for the culture you're supposed to do hip hop 
You're supposed to do this music thing like this. You're supposed to. You're meant for this. It kind of gave me a bit of affirmation, but okay, yeah. This is this is you 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 deserved this, and for you getting this, go on, get more. Mm. So go get it exactly. <laughs> so when especially for the part that it's best female, mm. I'm not a. I'm not a big mascot for the title female rappers. Mm-hmm. Not a big mascot of that. Or the question when I get in interviews like, how do you feel as a female being in this male-dominant industry? Fuck that. <laughs> because, like, literally, fuck that. Because there's no one that is dominating this industry. Because... We all are. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sound cute or corny or cheesy, but we all are in our own fields, in our own spaces. We are dominating. Somebody once said to me, if you want to know how ridiculous terming something like female rapper sounds, put male rapper in front right. of everything. It sounds ridiculous. So we don't say that. So why are we singling out being a woman? Why are we doing that? And also... What is so trash is that people don't understand that women are the best storytellers ever. There is no way. Someone said, someone commented on something that I was doing and said, uh, um, you know, you, you, you are one of, you're the only female rapper that I can call a rapper because you're rapping for real. And Ooh. I said, what does that mean? And I'm like, nah, because they were like, nah, because you're not rapping about your, your thighs. And, and I'm like, whoa. See, you guys are so insecure as men mm. that you can't even rap about your own body or be confident about your body. But you want to come and rap about our body and we can't even rap about ours? Can you imagine men rapping about penis sizes, really? for example? Really? Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> like, that's my thing. Like, you guys want to rap about our bodies that you don't even own them. That's where this thing starts. Mm. You feel like you own our body so that you guys can rap about them and, and seem like you're appreciating them, yet you're not. But you shame us for rapping about our beautiful asses and our beautiful thighs. And you want to hate us and call us not such big rappers because we rap about that? Bro, we're telling you a story about my body and you're listening and you're loving it. Mm-hmm. So, when I, so when I won that award... Having a bunch of men sit with their, in front of my eyes, sit with their laptops and phones and just voting, I took a moment and I paused and I was like, damn, this is a revolution for me. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest support I can ever ask for, starting from home. And the when did we... we we been, when did we get nominated for that award? It's last year. What, what, what 2020. Was the, the month. Uh, August or September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me just the last thing I rem- <laughs> The last thing <laughs> I remember, um, my mom was, my late mom was, was sharing the links and everything and she was voting and just going wild the whole time. And then the sad part is that she didn't, when 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 I won it, mm-hmm. load shedding happened. The 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 you, awards were on. You blew out the power grid, you know, with your win. Right, right. <laughs> the the awards were on there, eh? and it was 
they were going towards the category. And then, boom, off. And that was, that was my aunt's funeral. Like two days, two, three days after. And it was such, we were so grumpy at home and just sad and stuff. And then when my, I literally forgot even about the awards. Then my brother is on Twitter and he's like, D, you won. And I'm like, what did I win? What are you talking about? I'm like, dude, what do you think? What do you think I'm talking about? You won the awards. And the whole house was like, it was not a funeral. Like, sadness was not there. The whole house was just, my granny was screaming. She doesn't even understand what award or what even I do. But she was like, ooh, we won. I don't know what we won, but yes. And then I, I remember she was even asking me, so where's the money? Where's? And I'm like, no, no, relax. But it was a very great moment. And I really wish, because I was there the first time, like the year before with mm-hmm. Young Chief. I really wish I could, I really wish I was able to get on stage and and had that whole experience, but because of COVID, you had to send a video to thank your fans. And I wanted to look good. I wanted to, you know, have all the glamour and sit there and then wait patiently for my name and not even have any kind of anxiety and just sit there and be like, I'm waiting for my name because I know they're going to call me. And the carpet. You know, and the and dress. The, you know, and that was everything. the only sad mm. part about it. But... It was a tough competition between me and Indigo Stella. And me and Diego Stella are very, like, we're cool friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we were voting, it was like, damn, Indigo Stella is just behind me. And I remember the boys freaking out, D, D, she's chasing up. I'm like, oh, damn, I need to keep going, you know? And <laughs> and the site was so messed up. It made us struggle to vote. My Like, my supporters were crying, D, we're struggling to vote. I was like, damn, 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 what's going on? But it was all worth it. I just, I'm, I don't know how it's going to be this year, but I just hope the site is perfect and doesn't give people trouble to vote because uh, we had a lot of trouble last year. But yeah, man, winning that for me was like, yeah, duh, you did good. Mm. You know, I've interviewed a lot of artists where they've said that growing up, in a in a black household, yeah. their parents were not necessarily thrilled when they told them that they wanted to do music because all their parents want them to do is go to university, Same. get a degree, Same. get a good but job. But when she saw me on TV, uh, she was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> can go on now. You look very nice. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure that that validation of winning that award, she's like, okay. Okay. When the money starts rolling and then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When, for example, when I... when. I started bringing, when I, when I told her that Mama I'm an Adidas ambassador, she was like, oh, I don't understand what you're saying, but okay. <laughs> um, and then I started bringing home clothes. And shout out to Eddie, by the way. They've been having me for like, what, four years now? Yeah, yeah I see you in here yeah. all swagged out. Hey. Trust me, trust me, I mm. represent. And then I remember my mom, my mom saying, damn, she like she paused and I was just unpacking clothes from boxes. She was like, damn. You remind me of me, and I'm like, how? And it's just like, you're a hustler. Like, in 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 this household, in in the black in black families, going even going to school is like a big achievement. Mm. And you finished school, didn't go to university, but 
look at what you're doing. Mm. You're making your life easier and you're making my life easier in terms of buying me clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to. And I remember I used to nag her so much about, I've never been on a plane, I've never been on a plane. And my, my, like, my baby cousins were like flying while they were still in their mommy's tummy and I've never been on a plane. And they would brag. <laughs> we went to Joburg and I'd be like, oh, I'm so mad. And they'd ask me, have you been on a plane? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, but you're so old. The craziest thing is that the first time I ever got on a plane, which is what I'm very proud of myself with, was because of my work. Hmm. I never paid for it. That was cool. But I went there for Major League Gardens, Ricky brought me, Ricky brought me over that side. And I was just so happy that it was because of my work. Mm. It was because of my talent. It was because of how great I am. Mm. And that's how I can, I can, that's how I remain confident and how I never forget how great I am. Mm. Yeah. I mean, listen, we mentioned Adidas, yes. Jägermeister, oh. Tommy Hilfinger, yeah. the first South African to collab on a on a Tommy Hilfinger campaign, which is incredible, yeah, in, an crazy. incredible feat. But how do you know that a brand collaboration is a good fit for you? Because I'm sure that like there are 101 different brands that have come your uh-huh. way. So you've got to make strategic decisions as to what works for you. So how do you know? Is it just like a feeling you get? Or is it like, okay, I can see myself aligning with this brand? If I'm able to be myself, that should be cool. Like, for example, I have a very good relationship with Xavier from Adidas. He's like my big, big brother. And I can talk to him about anything. I can, I can, if I'm able to have that relationship mm. and make it feel like family, that's, if I'm able to be my crazy goofy self and, and, and have an opinion and have a say in something, then I'm I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But if sometimes the money may look good, and you'd be like, I've made decisions. I have made decisions on money because I do need money, but it didn't really kind of fuck me over in terms of my of who I am. Not entirely, entirely. <laughs> Maybe like thirty percent fuck me over. Ne? Twenty five. I can feel it. 25 is a good stat though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd rather say 25. But <laughs> <laughs> but like um to be to be real with you if I'm able to have a say mm. and if you're willing to listen don't give me a take me, take it or leave it situation because mm. if you give me a take it or leave it I'll leave it. Because if you're going to give me that situation, then you're not giving me space to talk and be myself. You want a brand that you can collab with? I want a brand that's going to be me, that I can be me Mm. through the brand and the brand can be me through me. Very important. Because if I'm going to be uncomfortable, then it's going to show. I really suck at hiding emotions and even on my face. So if I'm sad, I'm sad. I'm really sad. If I'm tired, I'm tired. But if I... Like if I have if there's if if there's a situation where I have to have to, then like for interviews, it's not a big deal. If I was sad today and I had to come here, my mood will ultimately change because I'm talking about myself. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm talking about my achievements. That's great. But you're genuinely happy because I'm rad. Yeah, exactly. I'm a cool person. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever it comes to brands, I always always make sure that accompanies me mm-hmm. if I'm happy you're happy we're both happy I'm not asking for too much you're not 
we're good. And I also know that I'm not a difficult person to work with. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't walk in a shit and be like, oh my gosh, can someone turn the air con and open the windows? You understand? I just mentioned that, oh guys, by the way, I have sinuses, so you can just turn the air con off, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not a big difference, but I make it realistic. I'm not a big fuss, you know? I'm not a... I'm chilled. Like, the craziest thing is that it's always the people that are working with me that think I am a big fuss because maybe they're used to having a big fuss yeah, of an maybe. artist or a person. Because they always come, um, are you okay with, with wearing this like this? Oh, are you okay with just... Can we put the mic on you? Are you okay with that? And I'm like, you need to put the mic on me so it's okay. Like... They've, I like they've fun, obviously, calm energies. They've obviously worked with other people that they're trying to put the mic on them and then they've like, no, hit them away. Me. Don't touch me. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I really try to make a fun. I'm that person. I mm. walk in and I make the experience fun. Goofy, let's have fun. Not too serious. I hate someone that when we're shooting is just like a serious, grumpy face. No, you just get those people I don't, I don't like it. I just always pick on that person to smile. I just... <laughs> pick on them and pick on them so hard that they eventually smile and I become so close with the grumpiest person instead of everyone else that was so goofy and fun. So I just like fun spaces, accommodating each other, understanding each other, getting to know each other mm. and just creating connections. Mm. Yeah. Brands aside, let's mm. talk about the business deal that you made for your music yeah. when you signed the distribution deal with Empire in the uh -huh. US, which is also huge it is. for your music that's, that's coming out. That's why it up. was tough to say, okay, yes, we're doing this. Because, you see, with music, there's a lot of politics. And sometimes, you don't know if the way you're picking is the right way. Mm. And there's no one, I don't care what kind of legend there is in the music industry, there is no one that can, t that can tell you the right decision. Mm. Because I'm sure they've made mistakes as well. But now, you have to make mistakes to, to like, so that when you're a bit older in, your, in, in time, you'll be like, oh, okay, now I know hmm. what to say to another person or something. But I'm really proud of this decision because it still allowed me to have full coverage of my music, um, to know what's happening with my music. Um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not out of any loop. Um, it's not complicated. It's a distribution deal. So I'm happy with this decision. I haven't felt any kind of uncertainty Good. or anxiety. I did feel anxiety in terms of it coming to me because it's such a big deal. So international and things, and I was like, damn, this is big because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in such a, I'm so used to like small spaces in South Africa and now it's international. But now I'm also used to international because I've worked with brands like Tommy and whatnot. Although it's not quite the same, but it brings me more to the lights of international things. Mm -hmm. So when my music gets to become international, besides me as a personality, that was just big enough for me. That was that like, great. Now the whole package is international. Because mm. it's only my campaign that was, like campaigns and then things that I dabble into. But now that music and everything is international and anyone can get it anywhere, it's like another scale, another level for me in terms of going up. Mm -hmm. So I, I really, I really like, I'm really good with the decision I made with Empire. We are just a very like good chilled family mm -hmm. and. Yeah, man, being, being, I think, only one 
in South Africa, am I? I don't know. I, I think I am. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, but with that, it just gives me my own lane, you know, my own lane, my own understanding, my own certainty of my work. So, yeah, it was a big achievement for me to be part of that family and, and I just wanted to go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And what else can we expect from D Koala for the rest of 2020? One. One. I don't even know what <laughs> year we're in anymore, okay? I'm I still... I think this lockdown has made you reminisce I'm still about the, last year. In like lockdown level 5, 2020, I'm still, I don't know where we are. What year are we? 2021? <laughs> yeah, Have yeah, we established yeah. that now? Okay, so what can we expect from you for the rest of 2021? You know, I've just decided Yo. that this year is going to be an unapologetic year for me. I'm not playing nice. Like last year, the year before, and all the years before that, I'm just a nice, cute person. Now you guys must start making interviews where I can swear and just express myself. Ooh. Being nice and just being scared to swear, it just makes me feel like it's not 100% me, you know? Let's be okay with swearing sometimes. But honestly, besides that, I'm just kidding. Besides that, <laughs> besides that, um, yeah, unapologetic, yeah. Also... I don't like saying much because sometimes I'm not even con- it's not even confirmed in my head, you know. There might be... S- Got you. Yeah, there might be some projects coming. They might not. A lot of people think I'm going to p- p- like pull out an album because everyone's doing albums. But I think I'm not so close to the album side. I think I'm more close to EPs and music videos for my EPs. I think I'm trying to be more visual this year. Um I mean, the year's already ending, so... Yeah, we got, yeah. We got like another six months. six months and then we're done, eh? Actually, four. Five, four. But nonetheless, expect the unexpected. But, but like, expect more of the realness of me. More of good vibes, bad vibes, and anything that I can be able to express. Also, I just really wish that with all the years coming and different levels being created. I just really wish the industry is more accompanying and 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 comforting enough for people to be who they are and for people to express themselves and for people that are like for people that are proud of who they are to be able to express themselves in music, whether gay, transgender or not, and whether they want to make rap music, let it be welcomed whether they want to do whatever they want to do. I just feel like the industry just needs to open their big-ass arms to a lot of different characters and people and just welcome them with love and not discriminate and not just make anything uncomfortable for anyone and to stop with the fucking labels on female rapper and then this, this, or whatever labels there are that I don't know of that I should hate. But, yeah. Let's be more accepting of the way that also women articulate their music. Yeah. Mm. Expect more of me just being loud about what I don't 
like. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> Dee, it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> having you, so you join much. me here. Thank you so much. At Kaya Creative Studios. This is my first face-to-face interview in a year and a half. Crazy. The last one I did was with Zolani Mahola, mm-hmm. the first episode of Text Talks, and wow. then we went into COVID. Damn. So I, I can't wait to see you climb heights and achieve feats, and you just need to promise me... Huh that before uh, the world opens up and we probably lose you to overseas, yeah. you, come, you come back and we do this again. <laughs> sure, for sure, no doubt. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to spaz on the mic. Yeah, still got these little boys out here telling them lies. Yeah, I'm not being cold, my nigga, you fake as your ice. Yeah, I'm smoking on niggas, I don't even fuck with a guy. Talk to me nice You talking about bitches, get out of here You're not even dripping, get out of here You talking about Glocks, get out of here I'm smelling on Ops, get out of here You popping on what? get out of here You capping on God, get out of here Not really surprised, but you gotta get the fuck out of here, out of here uh. I'm about to spaz on the mic Still got these little boys out here telling them lies Yeah, I'm not being told, my nigga, you fake as your ice Yeah I'm smoking on niggas, I don't even fuck with a guy. Yeah, talk to me nice. Mm, calling you like the little bang on bunny cause I'm cheetah, I can't align. Just fun and no sunny one, I'm a bally, a pella, you can't lie, low one. Something was funny, kinda took it lately, um, cheating, pitreya, ganjan. I wish you said, close to the TV, and I hope you see Bantin Zemo, I saw the Sifan. Nithung Bandi Lel and the Kenna Ganjan. Chomin and Alling get my feeling one. Kale Lilis, cause you're not number one, who was in the Layako's big one. Came in the boy, you'll end the fagger, who won't if I suck and kill any. I'm about to spaz on the mic, yeah Still got these little boys out here telling them lies, yeah I'm not being cold, my nigga, you fake as your eyes, yeah I'm smoking on niggas, I don't even fuck with a guy, yeah Talk to me nice, you talking about bitches, get out of here You're not even dripping, get out of here You talking about Glocks, get out of here I'm smelling on Ops, get out of here You popping on what? get out of here you capping on God, get out of here. Not really surprised, but you gotta get the fuck out of here, out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to me, that's like I'm millions of listeners. I'm really the business. Running the game, I be living on fitting shit. I'm driven, man, look at my fitting shit. Sign up, sign up, they need it, proud of me. I just sent them a few weeks. Bang, busting right out the pockets. He better than me, man, it's kid. I Google black you just to see how far I'm going. Pockets fat, I can see they really going. Green on my teeth, that she really get to mowing. G-O-A-T-S, I'm really, really chosen. Really young go, I don't even have a motor. He said he cold, but I'm really, really cold. I, I, I drop a hit, everybody move their shoulders. I still be at it, I'll tell you when I'm about to spaz on the mic, yeah. Still got these little boys out here telling them lies, yeah. I'm not being cold, my nigga, you fake as your eyes, yeah. I'm smoking on niggas, I don't even fuck with a guy. Hey, talk to me nice. You talking about bitches, get out of here. You're not even dripping, get out of here. You talking about Glocks, get out of here. I'm smelling on Ops, get out of here. You popping on what? Get out of here. You capping on God, get out of here. Not really surprised, but you gotta get the fuck out of here, out of here. Koala for joining me on this week's episode. Text Talks is coming to you from the amazing Kaya Creative Studios at Neighborhood in beautiful Cape Town, South Africa. Shout out to Tom's, the only music store for keeping us connected. From me, your host Tex, my producers Jonathan Ings and Matt Lurtz, and our researcher L Clapper. 
catch you on the flip side.